It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Oh, you know, hang on one sec. My, my breakfast is just showing up. Hold on one sec. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lil Tullest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here. Check out the episode. I do hope you uh, do be at the subscribe button so you can keep up with the entire series. You do that, I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, that's three a week, to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones at all the usual uh, spots like uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent guests, in fact, have included, uh, let, let's see here, Liz Fair, Sarah Silverman, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Felicia Day, Susan Tedeschi of the uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band, uh, Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother and Fleischman is in Trouble, uh, Kristen Hirsch from Throwing Muses. Uh, just a few of the guests that you can catch when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest once again Chris Shiflitz of the Foo Fighters. Uh, we talked earlier this year, he had released a new single, and we talked about uh, a record that would eventually come. That record is now here. It's called Lost at Sea. We're going to dig into it. He'll discuss his history with Americana and country rock music, how he finds uh, some of the most interesting guitar playing coming from country music, and how bands like Social Distortion and X were sort of the bridge between punk and Americana along the way. Uh, Chris is also going to go on to tell us how his days in No Use for a Name had an influence on one of the new songs and how his sobriety played a part in another, as well as the guests he has lined up for his new podcast, Shredding with Shifty, that includes uh, Pearl Jam's Mike McCready, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Mike Campbell. So let's talk about Lost in Sea and a whole lot more. It's Kyle Meredith with Chris Shiflett. Hey, 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 how are you? Uh, this might be the quickest return guest. Like I, I have my usuals, my yearly guests, but I don't, I don't know that I've had anyone on because we talked early in the year. You had a new single out, but now the album "Lost at Sea" is finally here, and I can say finally because this is a, a multi-year's journey for you. It really, 
really is. Yeah, I feel like I put this record out two years ago, like <laughs> internally. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 I'm a. I'm happy that it's finally um, that the full length's finally coming out because, like you said, we've been putting songs out all year and doing some shows around all that. Um, but it's, it'll be great to have to have the full length out. It's it's a it's a labor of love, um, but it really like it takes so long to figure out how you're going to put out your record and then get it all together and get the artwork together and do all that stuff. And, um, you know, as a musician, you, you sort of, you want to put it out like the day you get the final mix, but it, it just never works out that way. So, you know, I'm, I've been living with these songs for a minute and, uh, I'm just glad to let them loose, let them fly. <laughs> um, well, you know, the compliments, the more and more I listen to it, I think surely there's lots of thought that's went into the sequencing of this as well, because it, at times it almost feels like a story. It almost feels linear, if that makes sense. That's even right. even starting with Dead and Gone and ending with Parties, which are two very different things. But for some reason, even comically, uh, they almost feel like they, you know, are, are the perfect bookends to everything that happens in the middle. All right. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's great to hear. It, it is funny because you do put a lot of thought into the sequencing. I always think of sequencing as like if this if the album were a, a, a gig, you know, you want it to sort of like have ebbs and flows and jump up at some points and kind of mellow out at some, you know, and that whole thing. So but it's it's great. That's nobody has said that to me yet. So I, I appreciate that. Because, you know, you, you write, like all these songs were written in that time, like right before I started making the record or during making the record, it's, except for Damage Control, it's the only old one that was on there. So, like, unintentionally, there is there is some through line through it all, you know, because it's just the things that you're thinking about in that little time period, you know, the things that are on your mind. And, and so it all kind of, it does sort of form a, uh, a, like a little snapshot of 2020, 2021. Especially when any artist, I think, you know, writes, as you said, sort of all the songs come almost around the same time. Inevitably, not only do you get the through line, but you'll get some of those 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 words, you know, the same words will pop up. multiple. I, you know, and there are multiple ones, but the two I centered on were birthdays and damage. I know. What's the deal? What's the deal with birthdays? What, what, why does that keep pop? Because that's not even just this album. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, how many songs have I written about? my birthday my wife's birthday somebody's birthday you know what i mean it seems to pop up the one that my wife calls me out on all the time is uh, uh she's like how many times you write that you reference pch like just stop you can't ever reference pch again and enough with the swear words so that's that's my goal for my next record is there's gonna be no not i'm just no beach references how about that i get it <laughs> I live by the beach. I love the beach, <laughs> but enough of that. And there's going to be, it's going to be entirely clean. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I had um, um, uh, Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn on last year. And his record that he put out last year had whiskey and neon in every single song, I believe on the record. Yes, yes. So you didn't do that. Yeah. Well, at least he's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> So much of, of, of I know when people talk to you about your solo music, especially if they're new to it, knowing your history, either from pre-Foo days or the Foo Fighters, it's always like, what? Where the hell did this come from? And and it's fun hearing those in the interviews because I watched some of your interviews and it, it, it seems to, to pop up. But it's I know the long history is there. I, I did want to back up sort of pre this album and everything. 
when did you start digging into the type of music that you you sort of have, have found yourself doing in your solo work? Well, I've been, I mean, I've been listening to it for a long time, but I never tried to play anything that sort of had that influence, you know, that sort of like country and Americana influence until the first Dead Peasants record that I made. But even that was a long time ago. It's, it is a funny thing, you know, you, I've, I've talked about this before, but um, I have a lot of friends in country music and in, in Americana and, you know, in, 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 the, in that sort of side of music. And nobody from that side of the aisle ever says like, what, you like rock music? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yet everybody from the rock side of the music is like, what, you like country? You know, like, I, I honestly, I don't get why that's such a shock. <laughs> I just don't like, you know what I mean, to people like, they're not that far apart musically, especially nowadays. Jesus, like country and, and rock music are like all I, my personal theories that like all genres are slowly melting into, into the same sound, which I think holds up. If you listen to just about anything, it's all kind of the same production styles or kind of run whether and I mean, like whether it's pop music or R&B or rock and roll or country or anything. There's a lot of overlap nowadays um, in a way that w was not the case like when when I was growing up, when everything seemed very separate, you know, and that's cool. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's cool. But I think like um, and I think even just like uh, there's a lot of overlap in, in with people's musical tastes, like the people that like country music and people that like alt rock and stuff. I, I do think there's there's a lot there. So I don't know. It's it's. I'm a guitar player. I love guitar playing and all the good guitar playing. I hate to say it, but the most interesting guitar playing has been in country music for a long time. It ain't in rock music. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in rock music too, but for the type of guitar playing that I like way more interesting, my, just my taste. I'm not saying like this is some grand judgment, but my taste leans more to country pickers. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that like, that's not what I grew up in. It's not really what's in my hands. I like playing you know, stuff that's kind of country influenced, but it's not like, it doesn't sound like that when I do it. It sounds like an old rock hack trying to play some, you know, Don Richlicks or whatever, you know, and that, that, that's what I like, you know. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. 
with all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Chris Shiflett. I mean, I grew up in rural Kentucky, so I grew up, you know, before I moved to the big city of Louisville, you know, it was, you you had top 40 radio and country radio. And so I, I you know, 80s and 90s country, like that's, I know it all, I, you know, and that's, it's all there. But even, you know, when I, I'm not saying anything new here, when I first heard social distortion, that's what I recognized in social D, you know, and, and what sure. they were doing, because that, that was there. It's not, to your point, it's not so surprising because those mixtures have always been there. Yeah, it is funny to see people's revelations when they hear this, and 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 to you know the oh my god sort of thing. Like it's uh it's got an interesting point, you know, especially it, it, being in your seat. Yeah, well, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like I think like um, country music is sort of like one of the one of the last things people can kind of openly make fun of. It's I don't know why it's like to people who don't listen to country they don't they just think that all country music is the the one version of the corniest hee-haw version of it that that you can point your finger at as opposed to what it really is which is this massive you know it's a huge umbrella it's a big tent you know there's a lot of different sounds and there's a lot of different styles in it and there's there's the poppier side and there's the rootsier side and there's everything in between and um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. This is it's just a funny thing with people have have a sort of a, um, a bias in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's 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 funny. Well, I'm glad you're bridging that gap. It was. I'm glad you mentioned social distortion because really, like, you know, I I came out out of like rock music and heavy metal and then punk rock eventually, and social D. Like, I was like obsessed. Like when Prison Bound came out. Like that record totally changed my life. And it's not like it was a country record by any stretch of the imagination, but there were songs on it that, that like a song like Prison Bound, you know, that had a more of a, like a, almost like a you know, country style narrative. And then socially would always throw in like cover songs of, you know, a big loud version of an old honky tonk song or something. And, and between them and bands like X that dabbled in some of that as well, like that really, um, as much as like, you know, my old Stones records that would have you know, Dead Flowers or whatever on it that would sort of lean a little bit that way. I mean, that was sort of like that mixed with 90s alt country was sort of that. That was my that was my way in, you yeah. know. And, and you know, and, and yeah, because what John Doe after X 
Like he's become a great Americana singer. And I think, you know, and and there's, I know there's more examples of that. Like that seemed like a natural path for a lot of folks that started in punk to go that way, you know, for whatever reason. Um, Sure. Yeah. I know the reason because you get older and you just, you know, your tastes slow down a little and mellow out a little and you (laughs) lean a little more on the lyrics and, you know, all that. It it, it makes sense. I mean, and to, to that point, it's surprising the people who haven't, and again, this is not a judgment, you know, for, for the people who have felt like they've they've had to stay in the lane, like they're held to a sound. I'm thinking like Billy Idol or something like that, you know. Um, if he puts out music, it's still got to be Billy Idol. It's still got to be a little bit of that big arena punk from the 80s or something like that, you know. It's like... We, we just actually played with Billy Idol. Um, where was that? At a festival up in Aspen. It was so good. He he came out and he did a pistol song with us. It was great. And that's what I'm saying. No judgment. I love Billy and 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 love seeing what he's done and his new records. But that's it's you know it's it's the choices you make as an artist. But some of those find the way out, and some artists are like, "That's this is the box that I'm in." Well, so you know, I mean, I think I think it's it sort of depends on the artist. If it's like ACDC or the Ramones, like clearly that's like those those bands had a sound, or in the case of ACDC, have a sound. Um, uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know how much is that they didn't want to deviate from it, or if it's just that that's what came out of them naturally, which is what I suspect it, it more sort of is, you know, um, it is a funny thing with, with music. It's like people want, you get criticized if you do the same thing, a similar thing for a long time, but then you get criticized if you don't too. So it's, it's you know pick your pick your poison you you know if, if i think it, it, the, it at the end of the day if you're lucky enough to have a long career like you're just gonna catch some shit <laughs> one way or another but hearing songs on here like uh god i love uh uh carrie midnight texas queen i don't know how you can't not like that song oh, you know thank it, you i was thinking about that song today because i'm actually in austin i'm gonna play anton play a solo gig at antones tonight and um and things have been really busy but i was like oh man we should have figured that one out we should have got that worked that one up in the set it's like about here like literally here but that's those that's the, that's those moments in there where i hear all the multiple influences coming at once and and not that we have to go further down that but where did that song come from at, at all because you know i, I know you, you did some co-writing in this and i think when we were talking about the um uh the single earlier this year uh with the was it blacktop white lines is that the name of it oh yeah yeah, like you, we were talking about characters, like the use of characters, not so much biographical. Is is this one of those moments? Um, this one is uh, is uh, was was it was a it was actually just a song title that I had um, written in a notebook that was just the title was inspired by an actual you know a, a gal that I used to know. But I just, I don't know why I wrote that down one day, just Carrie Midnight, Texas Queen, like, and it just sat there for, I think for years, you know, and I kept thinking, oh man, I got to write that song. And then I got together with, um, with, uh, with Carrie and, and Nick to, uh, to, to write. And I don't remember exactly how we got onto it, but, you know, usually when you when you when you're doing those things you just you know everybody's like well i got this idea what if we you know i got this idea and for whatever reason we we jumped into it and 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 wrote that and um and um and it was sort of you know it's it's definitely 
not like a, a straight up diary entry or anything. It's kind of embellishing on on the facts a little bit just to make it have a narrative and a, um, and a flow to it. But uh, but it, I, I was really happy with how that one came out because a lot of times when you write with other people, you know, it's the, the beauty of it is that you get a bunch of different people's perspective. The 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 part that can be a little challenging if it's the song that you're going to record is if you sort of start to lose your connection to it because it's for exactly the same reason because lyrically it's not it's no longer your story but that one somehow it kept you know i don't know it just it just it just worked you know and writing with those guys was great and, and it was one of those songs that um that just kind of came together pretty fast i mean i i remember when we recorded it too like we were the first the first like mix of it or rough board mix of it it was all just a little too clean and nice you know my guitar sounded a little too nice and I, I that one was definitely one of the ones i was like it sounds like i don't know it's just a little it was like maybe uncomfortable because it was a little too straightforward so i i went in and and roughed it up a little bit you know after the fact it's a, it was it, that we're talking about it and you mentioning austin and everything and uh bob schneider you familiar with bob he was bob a- schneider He's one of the big, he's, he's, he's like for a long time was like the king of Austin singer songwriters anyway. Ah. Yeah. Uh, worth checking out if you're not, but he's, uh, uh, the, he's got a few songs in that style anyway. And just like, all right, this, this, you didn't mean to, but it just makes sense in this whole world, this Austin galaxy of music, you yeah. know, that's, uh, that's down there. Yeah. I mean, I was like really kind of like, like pulling from memories of, of when I was in no use for a name and we would always tour through Texas and, you play emos or whatever and and um i don't know that was always just a, that was always a good stronghold for our band and just for that scene you know the shows were always really good down in texas and we'll be right back right after this hey welcome to kyle meredith with consequence where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, consequence podcast network i'm kyle meredith and today i get to talk to uh ann erickson host of our new Consequence podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, Well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Chris Shiflett. Um, parties. I mentioned that uh, closing out the album. Is that is that an actual thing that you're dealing with? Have you? Uh, yeah, I, I don't get invited to parties. Um, it's true uh, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, I definitely like, you know, I mean, I was thinking about an actual dinner that had happened that week that I wrote it where I just seemed like I was just out of step with the conversational flow of the entire table. Um, but also it's a little bit too like, and I don't like to 
dwell on this too much. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got sober a long time ago and that's kind of an element of that song too. It's when you sort of remove yourself from, from the, from the wing ding, eventually you just stop getting invited, you know? I, I do know. And something about that, <laughs> just getting older too. It's yeah. There's a, there's a Walkman lyric, uh, the band, the Walkman, uh, from their big single, the rat. I've loved it. I loved it because I think Hamilton Lighthouser wrote that when wrote this line when he was in his early twenties, um, which is hilarious to me because the line is, uh, "When I used to go out, I knew everyone I saw. Now I go out alone if I go out at all." It's yeah. sort of like it's sort of like when Joni sings both sides now, you know, at nineteen and at you know sixty or seventy or whatever. It's it's yeah. <laughs> like how totally, yeah yeah those lyrics. I know, are, I know that feeling well. It is funny how, you know, the lyrics, I don't know how they, how they speak at different points in your life or something like that. But uh, even the heavy subject of that song, by the way, it's a fun one. And Dead and Gone too. Um, I mean, the whole thing, I love it. But you also have these, you know, I'm, I'm hitting on, on, on these more party moments of the record, but like we've been playing Overboard in heavy rotation on FPK here in Louisville. And really? yeah, that's such a good song. And then when I hear uh, What Weighs You Down, and I think that's one of the most interesting, sweet songs, way to be sweet in a song that I think I've ever yeah. heard. And it's about a birthday. And it's about a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's about a birthday. How could it be about anything else? Do you remember getting into, where that inspiration when it hit? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that the song was built around, I was just playing my baritone guitar, which guitar players out there will know has a very specific kind of thing to it. And just started playing that riff. And I was just, you know, noodling around on that. And 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 then really just built the song around it, around that. And I just thought, oh, if we could come up with a good groove for this, it'd be a nice, um, it could be a nice, you know, hooky riff. Um, but lyrically, it was, uh, it was inspired by my, by my wife's birthday, you know? And that thing of like, you know, that we all deal with with getting older and you know sort of reflecting on on that you know it's it's a it's a i don't know i like it's not always an, an easy thing to sort of realize oh my back sore all the time and look at all this gray hair and you know like um, uh not to say that my wife was struggling with that but it's more me projecting on her you know uh but and also yeah and like trying to um trying to you know just kind of say like you know whatever it's just a number look at how great our life is you know like that's the references to our kids and, and stuff like that you know it really is just one of the most sweet songs and in such a different way than i've usually heard that i mean oh I thank you yeah the other side of everything that you do and you've got this great podcast that i've been enjoying called uh shredding with shifty and this like it's this is still sort of a new series for you, right? This comes after walking the floor. What what was I yeah. mean, is, is that just a business thing? I mean, why why did you make the excuse me, the shift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, I had done walking the floor for a long time, um, for you know, around 10 years or so. And I just needed to do something different, really, is what it came down to. I, I love doing it, it was super fun, but at a certain point. I just got tired of hearing my own voice in that context and just wanted to do something. Uh, and even just the way I just wanted to put it out a little bit differently and sort of be able to, to assemble a, uh, a team to help out because with walking the floor, it was just like a one man show. 
Um, but, uh, and, and it's been great, you know, uh, this first season has just like exceeded all expectations for, for the guests. You know, we've had some really good ones so far and there's a bunch that aren't out yet that are, that are great. Like we're about to put out, we just put out Brad Paisley, but we're about to put out Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke is the next one. Blake from Jawbreaker, Mike McCready, Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers. There's a whole bunch. And there's, there's, we're sort of, we're, we're honing in on the final, you know, four or five guests that were, um, we're, I was able to do like a, like a 10 or 11 interviews, you know, before, uh, before I left for tour. And then there's, there's, so we got to get that, the last, uh, the last batch done here before too long, but it's been really great, man. It's, it's, it's been a, I've learned a lot about guitar, which, uh, you know, it's a deep dive on guitar playing and, everything connected to it with all the gear and all that stuff. But it's also like, you know, um, having all these different players sort of, you know, really get into the weeds on that, on how they built these guitar solos and even just the songs themselves. It's, it's been, it's been a real blast. You get origin stories of, of stuff. I've done yeah. like the, uh, the rivers. I mean, like, I, I like how you're doing it because it's not like you're just jumping straight in to the gear talk and the riff talk or whatever. Like it's, it's set up really, really nicely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. Like my hope is that, is that you, you know, that I can talk to all these people who I'm a fan of and just, um, and maybe, and hopefully it's different than like their normal interview that they do where we can really spend some time just kind of casually talking about stuff, but hopefully like, you know, it's, it gets into like, um, like the type of conversation you would have with somebody backstage or the type of conversation you would have you're both recording in the same studio and you're hanging out in the lounge, having a coffee and you know, what's man, what are you playing on that track? You know, there's that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's sort of my hope for it. I, and I'm hoping it, it inspires some people too. I was talking with a friend of mine who I used to play with 20 years ago. And, uh, and we were talking about, uh, I, I bought a pedal that I had 20 years ago and he goes, you know, kids now they don't even use pedals. It's, it's all like, you know, the computer. Uh, yeah samples and, and preamps and all that stuff i'm like what? i didn't even and he's like they don't even use amps you know it's like you can't even yeah. do this kind of gear talk with this young generation that's like that's i'm totally lost on that it's oh dude you're playing through a deluxe reverb simulator so sick <laughs> like cool I can't, I can't make fun of that because i do a bit of that myself with my solo thing um and i and i absolutely love it um so, it's a different yeah, world. I get it's, it. I get it. It really yeah. is, man. If you cannot have to load your Marshall half stack in the back of your car to get down to the gig, I'm I'm like all for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate all you do. Uh, I love hearing this new series. Uh, the new record is so good. Lost at sea. Um, congrats on finally getting it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get another one together here soon. I, was, I saw Jaron the other day. I was like, man, it's just about that time. Let's go. <laughs> start working. I mean, if it takes you three years to get one out, yeah, you probably should start. I know. Yeah. Well, at least we now we've got a team. You know, <laughs> now we got a whole team built. So now we can, you know, hopefully the next one will be like, just get it right out. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time as always, man. It's great to catch up with you. Awesome. Yeah, man. Good to see you, pal. My thanks to Chris. The new album is called Lost at Sea. Uh, of course, thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three interviews a week to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones. Again, you can grab us at Spotify, 
Apple Podcast, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. So I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of classics from the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s. You get the best in new music. Uh, there's bonus interviews, lots of music news as well. One of my recent shows, let's see, had the music of Tom Waits, Cheryl Crow, Luscious Jackson, Garbage, The Cardigans, Television, The Move, Graham Parsons and Emmylou Harris, Pete Yorn, Death Cab for Cutie, Bush, Cowboy Junkies, The Dandy Warhols, Prince, uh, The Breeders, R.E.M., Sufian Stevens, Concrete Blonde, David Bowie, Peter Gabriel, Elliot, LCD Sound System, Queens of the Stone Age, and my interview with uh, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran. Just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also catch me on the old social media sites. Uh, the address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Fall break? What the hell is that? It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.